Well, as the country is preparing a strategy to roll out vaccinations, all different types of reports are showing exactly what people have been trying. This is in terms of different treatments. One of those is the prescription of ivermectin. It's said to be registered for the use of treatment and control of parasites in animals and only under exceptional circumstances has it been approved for human use. And even that has not been in It has been externally as um, a a cream or as something that one applies. At least that's my understanding so far. Uh, The South African Human Products Regulatory Authority is now appealing to people to not use COVID-19, to not use avermectin rather for the treatment of COVID-19. Dr. Buitumelo Simete Magokotlela is the CEO of SAPRA. Uh, Good morning and thank you so much for your time. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the line, Kathy. Let's just first speak about this drug, Ivermectin. It was registered in South Africa quite some time ago. What is it generally used for and, and what are your concerns when it comes to the human use of this drug? Sure. No, thank you. So this is a very old drug um, that's primarily being used for the treatment and control of parasitic diseases in animals. So in the country, it is registered um, under the Department of Agriculture under what they call Act 36. So we have it available for use in animals. But also it has been used, um, as you rightly indicated, as the primarily a topical um, formulation where we've authorized it under what we call Section 21. So this is patient-specific and emergency use authorization for scabies, head lies, and a river blindness. Mm-hmm. So unlike other countries, so in other countries, this is a drug that is registered for human use. However, in South Africa, we have not received an application for its use for human applications, wherein we will review in detail what is its safety, what are some of the um, side effects, what are some of the contraindications that we should um, indicate to the patients. Hence, we are very cautious, particularly wherein it's being repurposed for COVID-19 because we don't have sufficient efficacy data and also quite important, we don't have sufficient safety data on the use of this drug for the treatment of COVID-19. Now, a number of people have been quoted in multiple reports as not only using avermectin, but also speaking about how efficient or effective it has been in helping alleviate some of uh, the COVID-19 symptoms. What is SAPRA doing to verify the claims that it is providing positive results? No, thank you very much. So we, um, last week, uh, we issued a press release actually on the 6th of January, where we reviewed all the data that we have um, to date, right? And there is um, reports, um, even though they're not in peer-reviewed journals, uh, where it shows a positive trend for, you know, um, faster time to viral clearance, shorter duration for hospitalization. However, these studies were not properly conducted. So they still is a lot of um, work that needs to be done with properly designed clinical studies. So the concerns we have is while it seems positive and we're not disputing that, we've seen that literature, even in that literature and those presentations, the authors clearly indicate some of the concerns. One of them, for example, is the doses that were used in all these studies varied a lot. 
So as a regulator, we don't have a standard dose that we can say for the treatment of a mildly symptomatic COVID-19 patient, give this dose. For one who's severe, this is the dose you can utilize. That information is not available. Furthermore, um, the safety data is not available to give us confidence that this is a safe drug to use at at whichever concentrations or dosages that it would be utilized. So the preliminary studies um, show a positive trend, but also have highlighted the limitations. We are expecting data now in January because there's a lot more clinical trials that are ongoing in other countries. But also we're encouraging the South African scientific and research community to submit a clinical trial application to us. We will fast track it so that we can generate sufficient data to enable us to authorize this drug. Of course, you, on the one hand, you are calling for people to not use this drug, while on the other, we're told of doctors, of pharmacists who are distributing the drug. And, you know, as, as somebody who has been in the role of a patient before, if your healthcare provider is the one advising you to take a certain medication, it comes with a level of credibility. So uh, one is less, less likely to question what the doctor is saying if they, in fact, believe this is what will help you. Yeah, no, no, we're very much aware of that. And actually, we will be engaging with the health professions, um, you know, uh, um, associations um, in the coming days or so. Because while, as I said, there is some positive trend, and I know, you know, there is a need, um, you know, for a treatment for COVID. And the minute we see that there's anything that seems promising, we want to utilize it. But the key thing is let's, get, let's have sufficient data. And this is the message that we're sharing with the doctors that let's have sufficient data so that we can at least give some level of confidence that this is a safe drug and it's effective, but also that we know the doses. So I get concerned about what doses, you know, are being administered because we don't know what dose ranges um, would be relevant, but also what categories of patients. So it's important that we do um, clinical trials to give us some indication around this. And, and again, this is not unique. We've done this with remdesivir. You know, we managed to get sufficient data for us to give it emergency use authorization. And we think it's exactly the same with ivermectin. Let's get sufficient data of, so that we yeah. can then enable that. Of course, one of one of the other challenges is that you're telling people not to try this out, right? And they're dealing with the anecdote evidence of others who may be speaking about it and yet on the at the same time there aren't really any alternatives of, on the market right now in terms of um, treatment that could further help those who have contracted COVID-19. Yeah no, uh, and it's, it's a very challenging situation that we're in um, in that as you rightly say there aren't any alternatives it's the standard of care you know, with the vitamins, the zinc, etc. However, the patient safety remains of utmost concern. I mean, that is our mandate as a health product regulatory authority, that we need to be able to say, once a product is in the market, even though it may have, say, side effects, we need to educate the patients on, patients on those side effects. If there are any contraindications, if there are any warnings, that should be available to say, don't take it with the following drugs, expect the following side effects, etc. We haven't been able to do that because there's insufficient data. So while we fully understand the pressure that the healthcare professionals are under in that it, is, it seems like a promising drug, however, what we're saying is there is these, um, this review of the, of the clinical trials that's happening. 
We're expecting the data now in the, by the end of January at the latest, but also they can submit a clinical trial. And if they're of the view that they've got sufficient safety data, they can still submit that to us. All right. We will review Do- it and Do- then issue yeah. an authorization if required. Dr. Buitumelo, we're going to continue this conversation after the 9.30 news headlines. And Nandika Bjorkas is standing by. Nandika, good morning. SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point. I'll be taking your calls and your SMSs in a moment. Just a reminder of the number to use for this morning, 011-714-2006. On the WhatsApp line, 614 We're talking about ivermectin. It's the animal drug to fight parasites that is now being used, at least by some people, to try and alleviate some of the symptoms of COVID-19. Dr. Tawidumelo Semete Magogotela is the CEO of the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority. Let's talk about some of the side effects of ivermectin in humans. What do we know about those so far? Sure, no, thank you. So, I mean, um, you know, the kinds of side effects that we've um, seen reports on, it's rash, it's nausea, it's vomiting. Um, in some instances, we've seen neurological adverse effects. And this is to the drug just in general. So because it's an old drug, there's been a lot of safety studies that's been done um, for this specific indication. So it is generally considered safe, but with the, with these um, side effects. But again, it's generally considered safe at the doses that, that it's been utilized for, for the treatment, for example, of head lice, liver river blindness, etc. How soon are we expecting South Africa to register an official COVID-19 vaccine uh, with SAPRA? Sure. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the vaccines, we are actually busy with the, um, if, if you remember, the minister did indicate last week um, that the country is expecting a vaccine now um, in the next few weeks or so. So we expect that the registration process from SAPRA will be concluded in the next coming days. We are quite advanced in our evaluation of this data, but also quite important is that we've been part of the global community under the WHO, wherein we're conducting what's called a collaborative review process. So South African experts are part of a, you know, this global review committee. So we're quite comfortable with, um, you know, the level of rigor that we are applying to ensure that um, these vaccines, again, will comply with the principles of safety, efficacy and quality. So it's in a number of days. So, so, so you don't have concerns that um, there might be some issues uh, around the vaccines that are missed simply because you haven't had an opportunity to conduct trials or tests in the way that you would with any other product that you have to certify? So the vaccines that we are considering at the moment, I mean, the AstraZeneca one, if you remember, we, South Africa was part of the clinical trial. There's the Pfizer one where South Africa was part of the clinical trial. So whatever data that's been reviewed from those clinical trials, the South African data was part of that global review. But also, secondly, due to the pace of development, one of the things that all regulators across the world have insisted on is what we call post-market surveillance. So that means that when the uh, vaccine is then being administered, we will monitor it 
um, where the patients will be provided with information through the Department of Health and ourselves, where they can report side effects, where they can report anything in terms of how this vaccine is faring. So we will be Mm. closely monitoring Mm. this vaccine, but we're not compromising on any principles and regulatory requirements for safety, efficacy and quality. Um, You know, we're we're quite comfortable, at least with the data um, that has been generated so far. Are are there any other products that SAPRA is watching that people may be using um, in in their fight against COVID-19 that you think uh, might uh, need a warning? So, I mean, um, as a health regulator, we work, you know, across the the range of health products from medicines. Um, So we watch all the, you know, medicines that are being utilized. Um, There's currently emergency use authorization from Remdesivir. We're following that. There's reports we're getting from the health practitioners. But also then there's the medical devices and the in vitro diagnostic tests. So we are monitoring those. You are aware of the antigen tests that are currently being utilized. The manufacturers and the suppliers of those tests are giving us monthly reports in terms of their performance when they are now in the field. Um, And then there's vaccines. So we're looking at a, a whole range of health products that are used for the treatment of COVID. All right, we're going to leave it there for today. Uh, Dr. Widumelo Semede Mangokotlela is the CEO of the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority.